Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Tuned In podcast. It is another week, another guest. So my guest today started her own mindfulness journey through the recommendation from a work colleague when going through a particularly tough period in her life. She started off by attending Sunday morning mindfulness classes to then going on to attend an eight-week mindfulness course to today teaching mindfulness herself. Her expertise in mindfulness has taken her to work with those on a fertility journey or dealing with fertility disappointment. Her own honesty, her openness, her vulnerability that she shows on her social media platform towards her own IVF journey, her weight loss journey and her overall mental health journey is what this world needs more of. She is the definition of inspiration. So my guest today talks to me about her mindfulness journey and what mindfulness has done for her and how it has rekindled her sparkle in life. A conversation I believe that you will enjoy. So here is my conversation with the beautiful and inspiring Emer Byrne. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Tuned In podcast. We have a very beautiful guest with us today. So we do. Another guest that I have yet to meet in person, but I will say with my hand on my heart that I am truly fond of my guest today. So Emer Byrne, you are very welcome to the Tuned In podcast. Thank you so much. How are you? I'm great. Lovely to be here virtually and we will eventually meet <laughs> we in will. person. We will. We definitely will. Uh, okay, so obviously I have, you know, anyone that's listening to this episode, they will have heard the introduction already. So we are just going to delve straight into it. Where does mindfulness and Emer Byrne start off? Sure. Yeah. So um, I suppose, like most people, I came to mindfulness through a particularly difficult period in my life um, after being through a number of disappointments related to IVF sales and also at the time having a very stressful job both kind of accumulating to a, a colleague suggesting mindfulness um, her sister was a mindfulness teacher and I had never heard of mindfulness or what it was or anything um, prior to that so um, I suppose since then I haven't looked back um, her sister a lady by the name of Shireen ran uh, mindfulness morning workshops in Cork and I went to one of those which she used to run on Sundays. Um, and I remember coming away from that just feeling better from having taken a break from the busyness of my life and the struggle, I suppose, that I was dealing with. Um, and subsequently, I went on to complete an eight-week mindfulness-based stress reduction course um, with Shireen. Um, and I suppose that equipped me with mindfulness tools to learn to control my thoughts um, and brought me on, I suppose, to continuing to practice mindfulness. Um, so yeah, that's that's where it all started. And was it long before you decided to go down the path that you that you're now that you're now teaching mindfulness? Yeah, so I suppose I I that was maybe I would say seven years ago when I came upon mindfulness, and it was during the COVID pandemic, which you're all intimately familiar with in terms of timing that I decided to use the time productively um, and do something as opposed to just sitting at home, 
you know, the way we all were, you know, um, or walking. Obviously, we all did lots of walks and all that. But anyway, so I signed up to do the 15-month diploma in mindfulness and positive psychology um, and did that. And now I suppose I'm a year in, you know, a year from that, well, nearly a year from that, uh, and now a mindfulness teacher. So I suppose I just felt that having had my own struggles in life, particularly fertility-related, that given that struggle and given what mindfulness has given me, the sparkle it's given me back in life, um, that I could help others on their journey because I didn't have any concept of what mindfulness was when I started down the road seven years ago. For anyone listening to this episode now, how would you voice in your own words? What do you say to people what mindfulness is? Mindfulness is about, I suppose, falling awake to life. Um, I would summarize the word mindfulness with the word focus um, and just creating awareness in life. The, you know, wonderful moments happen in the simplest of times. And if one is mindful, they'll see it. You know, if they're awake to life, they'll see it. Um, Often people run around in autopilot, rushing here, rushing there. That's not mindfulness. You know, mindfulness is is being aware in the moment without judgment and without judgment is a key for me. Um, I would in my, you know, prior life before mindfulness, been a very judgmental person of myself, very self-critical. Um, and mindfulness, I suppose, has created or allowed me to cultivate a lot of self-compassion um, and become my own friend, really. So, yeah, mindfulness is huge space. But for me, it can be summarized as the word focus. Yeah. For anyone that's listening that would be self-critical and would judge themselves, what would how did you go about that? How did you actually practice to change things for yourself? As you said, to the person that you were that would have judged themselves to being more compassionate today. What exactly would you have done? Well, I suppose through mindfulness, it's becoming aware of your thoughts, you know, it's becoming aware of saying, you know, realizing what you're saying to yourself, you know, and that, you know, I might have said before, oh, you're, you know, stupid or that you, why can't you do what everyone else is doing? Why can't you have a baby? And, you know, there's something wrong with you. There's nothing wrong with me. Yeah, okay, there is maybe medically wrong. But I mean, me as a person and me in terms of the heart that I have, there's nothing wrong with that, you know. And I suppose just realising what, um, yeah, just, just being aware. Mindfulness has given me that awareness, I suppose. Also, journaling is something I do a lot of, particularly when I'm having, when I need to deal with difficult emotion. Um, so that would have helped me a lot as well to realize my thoughts, because it's only when you actually get the pen and write it down, you kind of have that aha moment and go, oh, jeepers, is that what I'm saying to myself, you know, um, and then work on ways to, to make that better, you know, um, so, so journaling has been a key thing for me as well. And then just taking care of myself, like before the last IVF cycle we did, I lost a lot of weight. I went on a massive fitness journey as well. Um, and I suppose it's just being being kinder to yourself, you know, and looking after yourself. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. 
Take us through your general day with regards to your well-being practice. I know obviously you had voiced you had voiced journaling, but are there practices that you do on a daily basis? Are there practices that you might just do once a week? Or mm. are there practices that you will go to when needed in the moments if you hear yourself judging yourself or if you're stressed or agitated or whatever it may be? What what exactly do you do you lead towards? Sure. So um I typically start my day with a meditation um usually a short one from inside timer um I find that app great and there's lots of free meditations on it um I also have a gratitude practice most mornings where I reflect on three things I'm most grateful for and I also have a a beautiful memory book that my sister gave me um it's a five-year memory book and you write a line a day in it um for five years I'm on my second year of that book. Um, so I usually write a line from the previous day. I call it my moment of sparkle, you know, from the previous day. And it could be something just as simple as having coffee with my mom and dad or going for a walk with my dog. or Like, it doesn't have to be this mad, wonderful day. You know, it's the simple stuff, you know. And I suppose it's the way I focus on it is kind of what made me smile the previous day or what gave me joy, you know. So, um, yeah, and that's lovely. And it's lovely to pick it up, you know, as I'm going through it now and I'm in my second year of it and kind of reflect on what was I doing this day last year? And can I do that today? You know, because often it's the simple stuff, isn't it? Or can Absolutely. I speak? So it's, I, I love that. So that's the daily. Now, obviously, as a human being, you know, I, I um, some mornings I don't do my gratitude practice. And when I don't do it, I, for, you know, a week or whatever or two, I kind of, oh, I miss that, you know, or I'm missing it in my life because I've found the benefits from it. You know, you'd, I'd find the mood dipping, I think, um, you know, if you forget about it for a while. So, so yeah, those are the main three things. And then I get up. <laughs> um, but I'm lucky, I suppose, from a, you know, lucky and unlucky that I don't have young kids screaming. So I, there isn't a demand on me first thing in the morning. So I can do those things. Um so that's what works for me from a daily practice perspective, from a weekly perspective, then, or, or even other times, you know, I suppose in terms of well-being um, getting out in nature is massive for me, uh, particularly the sea. Um, and I try and get in a sea walk at least once a fortnight, a walk by the beach, because I don't know, I must have been a mermaid or a fish. <laughs> but I just I just love the sea and. Like I could be feeling low and go to the sea and come away feeling recharged. I don't know what it is, but it's, yeah, it's magical stuff. And it's free. And it's it's free. free. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. Whether it's the sea or the forest or something, nature. Mm -hmm. And I suppose I'm lucky to live in a very rural area where nature is all around me, you know, Um, it's at my front door. So, yeah, very lucky in that respect as well. Beautiful, beautiful. Go back a little bit for me. I sometimes think that when I'm talking to people in general or if it be on social media and I'm voicing about the little things, the simple Mm. things in life. And I think I sometimes think, do people think, you know, this one, she's just gaga. Like, how could Mm. a simple coffee, you know, with your parents or a smile from somebody as you're walking Mm. into the shop or whatever it may be, like, what is it when you're 
you know, in those moments of conversation, when you're trying to explain it to people, the simple moments, they truly do add up. What do you what do you say to people when they they're looking at you thinking, right, this one, she's gaga. She's just mm-hmm. <laughs> she's fairies. Um, yeah, I suppose I just say, look, you know, even I could be going down. I'd often say to my husband if we were in the car, look at the clouds, aren't they beautiful? And he'd say, what did you take today you know <laughs> but I suppose it's it's like that Celine when you're attentive to what's going on around you you realize it and you just realize the moments of joy you know and if I suppose you're not attentive you you don't see them you know and you're missing it because every moment's like even the moments we have here today and it's lovely having this conversation I'm by my my fire here with my candles lighting you know this is a lovely moment but if we don't take it in and acknowledge it and be aware of it it's gone you know and and it's life itself isn't it yeah absolutely absolutely and it's yeah but I I think it's just yeah the the awareness of it and and being aware of it and it's just it's I suppose it's definitely a game changer and as well when you reflect on those moments that give you joy like I work with some girls at the minute in regard to their fertility journey um, and the first thing I start with saying to them is, what gives you joy? Do more of that because that will help you feel better. You know, so it's, but at these moments of joy are just small little things, but they have such a massive impact in sense of helping your well-being, you know, helping you feel better, helping you feel more positive. Um, and then when you're having a crap day, you can reflect on, well, what are the things that give me joy and do them those things you know that's amazing that's so amazing you talk on your social media platform you talk so openly and so honestly about your IVF journey your weight loss journey you talk you've talked about therapy being on medication and obviously your mindfulness journey now what when you have your lower days if it be with whatever is there something that you do to help you get out of those moments or do you simply allow yourself to be in those moments is there any particular practice that you that you reach out to in those in those moments of if again if it be sadness stress however you're feeling in those lower moments Sure, yeah. Well, firstly, I suppose it's important to acknowledge that it's okay not to be okay. Absolutely. And there's been many days where I have not been okay. Mm-hmm. And it's important to, you know, um, allow the sadness, you know, and that's where journaling has helped me massively to allow the sadness and allow the tears to fall when they need to, or allow the happiness to be measured when that's there too. You know what I mean? Um but yeah, journaling has helped me massively in, in that regard in, in low points. The other thing I would have to say is, you know, relying on family and friends for support, you know, has been has been huge. Um, at the start of my journey, I didn't really open up to family and friends. And I used to say, I'm fine. But I wasn't fine at all. Like I was dying inside, you know. Um, but the wave of love and encouragement that enveloped me gave me and continues to give me a massive amount of comfort you know in those those low times and being able to call home or call god I'm getting emotional now call home or call to my friends and say I'm not okay you know um has been massive my husband Tom 
who is not a man who likes to talk about his feelings, but he has been amazing throughout. Um, there's never any, been any pressure on me. Um, and the love and support he's shown me has helped me to get through those darkest of times. Um, Self-care is actually, you know, very important for me as well. You know, when you are in those low times, whether it's reaching out to a counsellor, and I have an amazing one in my life that I've been going to, I'd say for eight years now, um, acupuncture, reflexology, trips to the beautician. I love getting my nails done, always have my nails done. It's a small thing, but it's a big thing for me. It just, you know, it just gives me a lift, getting the hair done, you know, walking in nature and that's free, whether it's the sea or whatever. I love the baths as well. Um, and yeah, I suppose I've, you know, with that self-care, when you are having those low moments, it helps to give you a lift. But I suppose it is important, and I said it at the outset when you asked the question first, it's important to allow the sadness mm -hmm. because no emotion lasts forever, no feeling lasts forever, no thought lasts forever. But it is important to allow you and allow it to pass through you because it's like, I describe it like emotion, like a tap or, you know, a bucket. If you keep filling it and filling it and filling it, you know, and don't open the tap or don't empty the bucket, one day that will explode in, to a point that you can't control it, you know, so... Sometimes you kind of have to suck it in and, you know, particularly I might be at a family event or whatever, and you have to swallow the emotion, you know, um, if it's like a birthday party or whatever, and then deal with it in your own time when it's appropriate. You know, I would go home and journal and then maybe cry or maybe not. Maybe I might have had a great day, you know, but um, yeah, that's, um, I suppose, a long-winded answer to your question. <laughs> it's all good what changed what changed for you how did you you went from and I'm thinking obviously the the listeners tuning into this episode that may be a person that they're keeping their emotions hidden what was it that changed it to then turning around to your loved ones and saying well do you know what actually I'm not okay what changed what changed there for you um my counselor actually okay, yeah said um, that it was important that I was real with those that I trust and those that I love um, and it was a game changer for me because I would have always been um, I'm the eldest in my family and I would have always been the strong person you know um, I would have mine like my younger sister is nine years younger than me and I would often been in not often but you know years ago I would have been babysitting her and you know my mom would go to mass and I'd mind her. And I was always the minder. You know, I was always the trusted person. I was always, oh, sure, we'll ask Emer or Emer do that. Or um, even at work, you know, I'd be seen as the person who would take more responsibility. Um, so I never kind of felt like I could say, actually, I'm not okay. You know, and I suppose I felt back before mindfulness and the self-compassion piece, you know, that I had to do it all. And it had to be perfect. Um, but that's not real life, you know. But my counselor kind of said, help me realize that, you know, help me realize that I was being hard on myself um, and that I wasn't reaching out for support. Um, and it was game changing. It's made my relationship stronger. You know, initially as well with my husband, I was afraid to cry in front of him. Um, but it's important because he's part of the journey too, you know, that he saw now he got 
you know, right raw deal with the emotions <laughs> the last couple of cycles. And it was particularly difficult for him. But, um, you know, I think it's important to be real, but not like everyone. Now, I do wear my heart, my sleeve, and I am very open to encourage others to share with those that they love, you know, particularly on social media and stuff. I am very open and I am an open book, but that's to encourage others. Like I, you know, don't go around shouting what's going on from the rooftops, you know, <laughs> and I'm from a very small rural community here, but I think it's important to be open with those you trust mm -hmm. and those that love you, you know. It's amazing. I think I have to pause here for a moment before asking you the next question to say it's, it is without fail, Emer, the thing that I enjoy the most following you on social media and I know that anyone that is listening to this episode that already follow you on social media will agree with me that I love your vulnerability your honesty your you are it's fabulous on social media and this is where the power of social media can I know there's the negatives out there but then you have the positives like you my dear you're just fabulous to tune into because you are so real you're so authentic and it's important that so you know for the hurt and what you have had to go through and just to be real about it is just beyond expiring inspiring oh, I should say it's just it's beautiful and I mean that again from my heart I mean that and I just I can't go on any further without just having to voice that in the moment to you thank you it's that's just, very kind it's, you're it's, trying to make me cry yeah <laughs> It's my goal. It's my goal. When <laughs> okay. Again, going back to, you know, this, this is what these conversations are, are all about thinking of the listener for someone that may be listening and they struggle with consistency with their well-being practice. What would you say to them? Where would you get them to start to help build it on a more regular, on a more consistent basis? Yeah, I suppose we're all human. I suppose, firstly, it's important to acknowledge that. And I, too, slip in my practices from time to time. Mm -hmm. um, and nobody has it down, not one person, because we're all human and nobody's perfect. So if your practice has slipped, it's OK. So just devise that. Um, so each time it happens that my practice slips, whether it's healthy eating or exercise or my morning routine, I just start again. No, just I suppose and with mindfulness comes that awareness that you kind of realize oh jeepers I'm feeling you know I never very rarely leave forget meditation because I've I just because of the benefits that I have from it from a mental health perspective um but gratitude does slip from time to time or my memory book might slip from time to time so I just start again you know and and, and that's the beauty of every day every moment is a fresh new moment and the more you beat yourself up and go oh jeepers I didn't do that or I didn't do this rather than actually doing it you know <laughs> um it's just draw a line and if you need to draw a line every day and start again that's okay too um I suppose I've learned that being human and trying is what matters and that to realize that nobody's perfect you know it's just I just I, I I just really hope people just hear what you were saying and, and you're so right for anyone that voices that they have it 
you know, have it perfect and they never slip. Is They're just, they're not, they can't be telling the truth. Do you know, and you and I, like we're mindfulness teachers, like, and it's just, as you say, just draw the line and start again. Mm. And yet the judgment that we put on ourselves, that if we miss the gym workout, if we don't do the meditation, Asher, we might as well just give up altogether. It's, mm. do you know, mm. it's, it's, it's sad. It just, and just to know just what you're saying, draw a line and start again. Mm. it's fabulous what's your driving force behind it all to continue I suppose it's my um zest for life (laughs) you know um I've been very lucky to have an amazing upbringing amazing childhood uh fantastic family and friends around me um uh, so that's what drives me and keeps me going you know um I'm very involved here as well in my community um and lots of community projects going on here so yeah just I suppose that's what keeps me going you know and the support I get from others um I love I suppose the platform I have now and particularly supporting others be it in their fertility journey or whatever is going on for them you know I worked with another person recently in regard to recovering from cancer um and I suppose how I feel in my heart when I'm doing that stuff, you know, um, stuff is the wrong word, but you know what I mean. <laughs> um, it's, it's, I feel without, I'm just going to voice it because it's how I feel, it's healing work and that I've been blessed with this gift. Um, unfortunately, we don't have little people, but I feel I am a mother in other ways to help and support others in their uh, difficult difficulties in life um so yeah that's what drives me that's amazing amazing okay again for someone that has never practiced mindfulness but they are drawn to it because they're listening to this this podcast episode where would you get them to start what do you advise people yeah I would advise where I started because I suppose that's that's what helped me to get into it and to learn about it um and to feel like I needed more of it is to attend a mindfulness workshop. Um, I know you have some one upcoming, Selena. I have one upcoming as well. Um, I usually do one a month locally here. Um, and I do some online as well at times. So it's just to attend one and see how, how you feel about it. Um, and as well, not every teacher is for every individual. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So you need to find someone you resonate with. So if you kind of go along and you're kind of, oh, no, try another one or try a different practice or, you know, a different theme. Um, And yeah, there's loads of information out there. So it's just to go find what works for you. And I suppose it's important to remember with mindfulness. Yes, there is meditation included. And some people think, oh, sure, I can't meditate. I'm not a meditative kind of person. There's no such thing as a good or bad meditation the most important thing is to just start and try because the benefits of it are well documented um, and so powerful um, and it's it's a massive benefit in life so give it a try you have nothing to lose and everything to gain I used to be one of those people I said it for so long that Mm -hmm. no meditation is not for me it's not for me it's not for me it's just it's just an excuse Mm -hmm. and it was just reaching out for help and and here we are today Mm-hmm. okay before I go into the last uh, question where can people find you because obviously I have voiced your social media where can people find you 
Yeah, so um, I suppose the main way to find me from a mindfulness perspective is www.momentsofsparkle.ie. So Moments of Sparkle is where you'll find me. Um, and through that, you'll get a link to my Instagram and my Facebook page. Um, I also have my own personal um, channel or whatever you want to call it on Instagram. <laughs> um, and that's at Eames, E-I-M-S underscore journey. Um, and that's where I share a lot of, I suppose, my own personal stuff that's going on. And then I have my Moments of Sparkle page for the business side of things. Yeah, but they're gradually starting to blend into, into one, I suppose. Um, but yeah, I've just kept the personal page as well. And they're two, for anyone listening, they're two beautiful uh, pages. I'd recommend following both. In this moment, I've just come up with a question. Sure. Moments of Sparkle. For where did that come from? Please fill us in. <laughs> so Moments of Sparkle. Yeah, um, so I suppose... I'm a very sparkly person in my personality, in my, you know, years gone by from a personality perspective. And for a while, IVF and the struggle took away my sparkle um, and allowed me to, or, or made me, that the journey made me not emer. Um, and then I found mindfulness, mindfulness, and that allowed me to fall awake to life again and to start rekindling my sparkle. Um, so when I was thinking of a name for the business, Sparkle just <laughs> came, you know, was a name that I kind of had. And then I put moments of sparkle with it. Actually, there was a career coach I went to, who, whom I must mention, called Carmel, a while back. And um, she often referred to me as Sparkle, you know, and... Um, <laughs> Yeah, so anyway, I was like, I have to have sparkle in the business name. But yeah, just just refinding me, reconnecting with me and who I am. Um, that's what mindfulness has allowed me. And that's why I'm using the conduit of moments of sparkle now to help and encourage others, regardless of their struggle, whether it's fertility or whatever. That's beautiful. OK, one final question before I let you go. Sure. What message would you like to leave today from this chat today with the people that's that's listening? Yeah, I suppose never give up on yourself. Um, you can be your worst critic or your own best friend. And if you choose to be your friend, it's a game changer. Yeah. That's fabulous. You are an inspiration, Emer. Oh, thank Absolute you. Absolute inspiration. Thank you so much. You're so welcome.